Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Power Chat Forum. I'm your host, Matt Collins-Jones, and I'm, I'm, I'm with two awesome people tonight, uh, two of my favorite people in this community. First up, we have the powerhouse that is Claire Carmichael. You all know Claire. You've probably heard <laughs> her before. You've seen her because she, uh, she has a booming voice uh, in the Scottish community. She's one of the co-founders of the Virtual Power Group. So welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you for having me. Uh, our next guest uh, needs no introduction, but I'm going to try and give him one anyway. Uh, you all know Matt Beard. He is a regular fixture at a lot of the community events, from the Dynamics Communities Summit events uh, to uh, Dynamics UGs around the UK. He works at Data8, a um, duplication uh, detection and, and resolving software ISV. Uh, we did double check that having two mats on the same podcast is not a duplication. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Matt Bird. Thank you for having me. So uh, what we like to do first is just go through some introductions. So I've tried to give you the best introduction I could give, uh, but why don't you guys take it away and um, introduce yourselves, say who you are, uh, what you do, and how you kind of got involved um, with, with what you're doing right now. So Matt, do you want to go first? Let me go first, okay. Um, yeah, so I am, I am a C-sharp developer who fell into Power Platform and sort of stuck here by mistake. Um, I'm a full stack, full stack developer, so still do everything across a full tech stack of writing the code, doing the servers, doing all that sort of stuff. Um, but there is a niche within what I do that fell into dynamics that I'm sure we'll get onto at some point. And I sort of fell in love with it, fell in love with the platform, fell in love with the, the wider power platform. Um, and sort of, yeah, it remains a massive part of what I do, even, even though it's not sort of the main what it was not originally the main focus if that makes sense um so yeah so a bit a bit of a yeah full stack jack of all trades try and dig into everything but then with a specific tangent on the dynamics and power platform at this point yeah you've done all sorts of things that we've had conversations you've done development inside dynamics um you have made the custom connector um in flow which we were telling, telling me about talking to me about last year for data rate mm -hmm. so it's literally like the whole power platform is what you love to play with and, and everything else yeah I, I i try and be i try and read up on it a lot I, I i my twitter feed is basically the news and people talking about the news of power app so i can tell you what's going on with that but i can't tell you what's going on in the real world um and I, i'll always try and be sort of cutting edge so uh, when the custom connectors came out and you could publish your own custom connectors i would try to be um one of the first to get that into the official marketplace um when pcf came about i believe i was the first person to have a solution that got through the app source certification into app source Thanks. No. Um, no. So just trying to be as cutting edge as I can be um, because it's cool. That's the, mainly the reason I do it. It's, it's I like doing it. Yeah. New stuff is cool. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. It's always like trying to find the latest and greatest and and play around with old toys. It's 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 what excites me about this sort of stuff. So, mm. um, Claire, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, well, I, I think you did an awesome job of introducing me. So I uh, am a functional consultant um, based in Glasgow projects in Scotland and then predominantly London. Um, 
kind of fairly large CE first party app implementations. So kind of classic dynamics, all that good stuff. Um, and then gradually over the last maybe 12 months or so, that's kind of become more and more Power Automate and, um, you know, really sort of driving out that kind of standard let's automate a business process and go and we are no longer hemmed in. You don't have to bring those processes into Dynamics to automate them now. It's like, no, we, we're allowed to play outside of the box now. Um, and that's why I think it's so awesome. I, I'm, I know we're near as bleeding edge as Matt is because um, I'm not that technical. You know, I have to just sort of play with the toys I'm given and, and push them as far as I know how. Um, but it is, it is about saying, you know, adaptive cards do exist, right? I can work with teams they have that license i can get that far i can know that the first party apps and what is what is involved marketing alone you know is is so cool now that we can get our hands on it all of that stuff it is about pushing boundaries and trying getting those in where they suit yeah it is and like what you kind of said there like moving those processes to power automate um people kind of talk to me a lot about power automate because it's kind of what i've been doing but when we've been doing uh the flow stuff uh, for the virtual power mm -hmm. group you're always you're the one in the background going oh you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this yeah. you're an absolute powerhouse at power automate uh and i'm like i'm, I'm sometimes there like Maybe I should like step aside a little bit. Just let Claire run the things. She's so <laughs> awesome. At it. Um, I, I I love it. I absolutely love it. it. Is is right up my street. It's it's just logical enough that I can you know I get to use my 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 like my left brain. Yeah. Um, but there are no rules. You know, it's I am not tied down by the classic workflow editor in any way. There is nothing stopping me from fault. You know, calling a Matt or you know a David Small or whoever and going, I can't get to the thing that I want to get to. Build it for me, <laughs> like, yeah. um, and that that kind of level of creativity is is so far beyond what we could do before, yeah. um, and and that kind of put give, given us that little taste of that power. Um, just makes us go, no, hang on, what what else can I make this do? Um, you know, how how far can I push this? And it's it's really cool. So yeah. how far how far back did you start in Dynamics then? Mm, I don't, you may not have heard the story, right? So um I, I was client side. I, I was the, the the troublesome client who you could hear fourteen miles away and, and you know just continued to to make trouble. Uh, my lead consultant was Mark Christie and my support agent was Ian Connolly. Um and I basically fell through the trapdoor and I've never quite got back out um and it's uh, it's all been fairly good so far so that's maybe about five possibly six years ago so you've, um, so, so you've seen it before we had all the fun tools and the yeah the logic stuff and seen how Aye. well it's um nice yeah so that's what I was going to ask actually because like one of the things I, I usually like to do in these podcasts is talk about people's origin stories um so you were an end user you yeah, yeah you kind of come from that background of like knowing these processes and so, so now yep. you're kind of like on the other side of it and you're there like oh, I was such a pain in the ass oh yeah I was <laughs> yeah I, I was and that that was like that's how I ended up doing it so I, I basically yeah. got to the point where I'd, I'd pushed I think I'd pushed Mark as far as he would go um and being the, the delightful, lovable, work-shy human being that he is, he was like, yeah. do you want to know how to do this? Like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Right, so uh, you just need to do this and then that. And I had one business drill down. And I was like, this is awesome. This is so fun. It's like, 
see if you just do it another 17 times. I'm like, okay, cool. And obviously, bloody Fancy Pants lead consultant uh, is now sitting there just watching me do it. Here, there we go, job done. Uh, and I, I, I just never quite got back out. See, Mark has a great way of delegating things. Uh, mm-hmm. not, uh, good leadership qualities, I think that's what you call it. Oh, yeah. so, uh, but no, I'd not heard that story before either. Um, yeah. So that's actually really funny. Because um, I come from an end user as well. And my first thing was just we had no support. So I just I just became the guy that built stuff because there was no one else trying to do it. So yeah. learn it all yourself. Um, so Matt, uh, you kind of said you were a full, you're a full stack developer. Um, how did you kind of end up in this role then? Did you just go to university, came out of university, found a job, and then was like, oh, this direct stuff is pretty cool. Let's start playing around with that. Uh, so I've, so I did I did computer games in technology. Oh, in, nice. It, uh, computer games technology awesome. in, in uni. Um, but all that really is, let's be honest, is coding with a prettier thing to look at. That's all it really is. It's still logic and maths and stuff like that. It's still code. Um, so after that, so during uni, I was on a sandwich course. Uh, I got a job in uh, a mystery shopping company. It was. I um, used to pay people to go shopping, um, and I was there for a, a good few years. But the most code that I ever got in it was Excel VB. Um, and I got to the, this pivotal point where I was like, I spent all this money to go to university, and I'm not using it. So I decided to pivot back. Um, and then was fortunate enough to roll to land the role at Data8, um, and as a, a junior um, to do work on their APIs. That ultimately, the thing that we build is APIs and batch systems to work anywhere. Um, so that's how it started. And then one of our clients said to us, "Have you ever heard of Dynamics?" And we went, "Oh well, I've got we've got the disk from the Action Pack. Let's yeah. install it and have a play." Um, and eight years later, <laughs> we're here. We're, we're here. Still playing. Yeah, um, and still on premise, but that's a conversation for a different time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't. Uh, every it's, time someone mentions mentions on premise to me, I just try to shudder a little bit and just go, oh, seriously. It's my, it's my literal current project right now is the migration. Oh I fi- yeah. I finally chipped away enough at the team for them to go, okay, fine, we can go online. So yeah. weeks and we'll be online finally. But to be fair, I, I sort of have a slightly different approach for a lot of stuff because I come from a nice free world. Yeah. So, so I have to make my stuff work on everybody's systems, including yeah. on-premise, including CRM 2011s. Um, so I have a slightly different sort of look at the system that whilst I try and be cutting edge, some of the people that use our stuff aren't and won't be yeah. because for whatever reasons. Um. So we sort of stayed on premise just because we still had to keep the stuff a dev. Um, yeah. But then we're going to move across and just have sort of development legacy environments now rather than us have a reliance on there. Um, yeah. The main thing we needed at this point, if I'm totally honest, was the SQL end, was the SQL endpoint. And between Mark Carrington, his SQL CDS tool, and the T SQL endpoint, um, that was the last sort of nail in the coffin that meant there's no reason we can't move across anymore. I do kind of wonder, like, if you guys were in the same office on that day when Microsoft announced the T SQL endpoint, and Mark was just uh, happily updating his uh, his SQL for CDS tool, whether he's like, "Oh no, I won't, or, I, I won't show you the text message you sent me." The day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 good in it's good in one sense. It's kind of like a um, 
a compliment. Hey, look at this thing that you built because uh, we didn't build it. Oh, now we're going to build it. It's kind of it's it's one of those necessity sort of things. I'm still surprised all these years on that we don't have a proper ribbon editor. Um, and Scott is just the Scott's is just the go-to tool for Microsoft still, um, yeah. and they haven't built that in themselves yet. Because uh, it seems to be the way they're going with the PCF tools is they want us to build them themselves. They're going to build their own, and we can use them. That's great, but you can build it yourself and, and go that direction. So, well, I mean, that's super similar to how they're doing it anyway, right? With the first-party apps, they've got all yeah. the bits they've built for you you can use, or you can, within yeah. reason, make it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I think that's their sort of approach. So, yeah. Um, it, in fairness to Mark, I will stick up for him. I think he has advantage because he's got crud updates on his. Yeah. So he's got more than Reed. So that's, <laughs> that's why I haven't moved across quite yet. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, so I was kind of trying to think of uh, a list of things to talk about. And I, I had uh, I had Crookie on the podcast last time who uh, was an XRM Toolbox uh, author as well. And then I was trying to think of all your accolades. So um, we you've mentioned the, the PCF tool. I didn't know about that. PCF in AppSource. Uh, you're an XRM Toolbox author. You made your own custom connector again. This is going back a year when it was all like you know bleeding edge and no one was doing this. You've got quite a good resume, Mr. Bird. Um, is there any one thing that stands out for you that like the thing that you're proud of like making and, and like releasing? Question. Um, I mean, to me, it's ISV heavy, but the, the duplicate tool we sell as a tool. Um, I remember the day we came up with the inception of it um, and we sat around and we were in Florida because we've been to the user group summit in Florida and we sort of did it, inspect it and went, wouldn't it be amazing if you could do this, 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 and this. And then the team worked solidly for 18 months. Yeah. And we were like, it's actually, and I, I still don't get bored demoing the stuff I do. And that's what I like is that I, like, I've genuinely been sat in calls and done demos on certain things and you get rounds of applause and you think, okay, I've, I've, I've solved people, people's problems there. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's the ticking to people's boxes and knowing that other people have the same frustrations as me for them to be nodding along as I'm saying it. Cause teams is great now. Cause I can see people on the screen yeah. and they don't realize I can see when I'm doing a demo and you do a demo and you say a joke and they go, yeah, and you think that's what's nice because we're all wired up the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think, yeah, just the the fact that I understand the way people use systems enough to get these reactions is probably the biggest win for me. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm pretty blown away by, by all the stuff you do, and and you know this is not a podcast that's an advertisement for Jupiter. Although Data Rate, if you do want to sponsor this podcast, just let me know. Um, <laughs> but I've seen you I've seen you demo that sort of stuff, and I'm always blown away at how much that can relieve so many problems that a lot of big customers have or small customers have. Um, and it's just something that's just not available out of the box. And you kind of think, you know, we get these basic duplication, basic merge sort of stuff, but nothing more than that. And this is software that's been around since 2003. We're 17 years later. Why don't we have these things yet? Um, and that's where things like Jupyter and stuff, ISV is like really corner the market with that great technology. It's a super fine line to tread. Because yeah. I don't want to come on here and talk about that stuff. Because I, I like everything, but at the same time, that's what I do for, yeah. for three to three to three to five days of the week. Um, I, the thing I'm excited about, genuinely, is that some of the stuff that we actually had that was 
USP at one point is now in wave two of is in the wave two stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm genuinely interested to see how they do it, see how they wire it up. Yeah. Um, like looking back at last week, I don't know if you saw on the on the internet about people have realised that they've turned merge into async. Yeah. And then things yeah. don't work and things go crazy. So I because I have a bit of expertise in the area, I thought I'd dig into it a bit more, have a look into what's going on. I I actually put, I published a fix for it if people needed it. Um, so yeah, it's nice to understand things. I think when you have these areas, you're so deeply involved with that the slightest change. If you can understand it, and then other people like to then know how it works, to share that knowledge on is is useful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. Claire, you are one of the founders of the Virtual Power Group. Uh, is it Virtual Power Group Scotland or is it Virtual Power Group? Cla- I've got to say, it started, it started as Scotland and then people from the north of England got involved. Yeah, those damn <laughs> northerners. <laughs> uh, no, so it kind of started as, as Scotland. Um, I, just, I just don't think we don't think we built the wall high enough. Um, well, you should have made ever, everyone get in. Yeah. Uh, no, so, and, and now I know there's people from all over Europe. There's a couple of couple of uh, guys in the states in it as well. Um, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't really seem to bother anyone um, that we we kind of started out with a bunch of Scottish people heckling one another, and it's all kind of gone okay from there. Yeah. So, what is the virtual power group for the uninitiated? For the uninitiated. Um, so the the virtual power group was was born out of um, drunk Claire agreeing to do something um, at the end of Scottish summit. Um, she's always getting me in bother, um, and so um, we realised there was a bunch of people that we saw um, at the the after party at Scottish summit in February that I hadn't seen since the February before. Uh, we we only lived like maybe thirty odd miles apart, and yet we just hadn't found the time to to actually get together and talk about anything in the 12 months between Scottish summits. And we realised there would probably be another 12 months pandemic, you know, not even involved in that decision um, before we would have a chance to hang out again. Yeah. Um, and that there was definitely, there was something needed that, that actually kept us kept us in touch between um, between events so that when we were not actually meeting up in person that we were able to maybe keep in t- keep in touch and, and, and keep each other in the loop of what we were doing, what we were learning and, and what was going on. And um it kind of just very quickly grew arms and legs. And so um we were looking at trying to to put on a series of night classes and, and accessible content for people like me. You know, I'm I'm a single mum. You know, getting to a user group is is an absolute nightmare on a school night. Dragging the, the wee man through Edinburgh on a Tuesday, you know, so that we can go to CRMUG is, you know, cute every now and again but then by the time you drag him home at the back of 11 you know just because he's got a lanyard doesn't mean that you know he's going to be able to go to school the next day so that kind of stuff for me that's again it's it's different for me versus you know your grads so you get someone who's got to finish work at the back of five in Glasgow cut across to the other side of the country spend an hour there at maybe not quite the right level either quite often too technical or not technical enough and so it just sort of the the lack of content available at the right level with any degree of consistency that didn't have you know three four five either economic or time hurdles in in the way of it we just, we just didn't have it and one event a year just wasn't quite cutting it so 
between night classes run by Paddy Byrne, which are very much that kind of beginner entry level content um, that work either for people who are trying to get started in the power platform or those people who have maybe been doing it for slightly too long, she says, without wanting to offend anyone who just need a little bit of room and a bit of a bit of a safe space to get out of their comfort zone and actually be taught enough at that kind of low level of how does the makers portal work you know how, how does that how does that app maker experience actually compare to the classic solution editor because it's you know four years since i actually looked at anything else um that kind of transition towards power automate quite quickly became something that people were looking for your session matt was kind of the, the start of that taking feedback from the members on that then led into another event in its own right now running sort of two months heading into our third month giving people an opportunity to actually get involved in building a power automate flow so that they don't necessarily have to know anything yeah and they can get involved and pitch in as far as design or even submit issues or challenges and we'll then kind of work through them as as a group um on top of that, that monthly forum discussion, again, trying to run that in a way that allows people to ask questions. So that kind of safe space where we've got 20, 25 minutes of demo or technical presentation and the rest of it is not recorded Q&A. Yeah. Um, that kind of safe space, all really driving that, giving that forum to people to ask questions um, to stay connected to learn at their own pace, to feedback and actually drive the the content calendar over the next couple of months as we start to move through. And then as part of that, just lockdown happened, you know, <laughs> which was just either the best or the worst timing. And I don't really know what will happen as we start to move out of it. Um, but that kind of purely virtual content was always the objective. It just sort of happened at the same time as all of the UGs went online at the same time. So I don't don't necessarily know how it'll how it'll look in kind of three, four, five months. Um, but the the intention is for it to stay in that purely virtual zone. Um so that you can be eating your noodles with your headphones off and your camera off. You know, so yeah. you you don't need to you don't need to be involved. You can kind of just absorb it. Um but that it's easy to get to. You know, you should be able to throw the kids into bed and then just dial in. Yeah. Yeah. I think a place a place for people to be relaxed where they can fail without judgment is what people need. Yeah. That, that's what separates the people that do their job and nothing else to the people that jump on is because they go, I'll try it. And if I mess it up, then I'm with people that can go, what was that? Yeah. yeah. Learn learn out loud is the, the new phrase I'm, I'm using a lot. Um, so I was recently did the flow in a day class for um, some uh, some young adults, not not kids. Uh, they were between the ages of I think I think the youngest was like 17. The oldest was 30 in the end. Um, but we, it was part of uh, Trisha Sinclair's like Black Lives Matter. And we were just trying to say to them, like, we were giving them some real stills. So um, Keith Watlin did app in a day. I did flow in a day. Um, Rory's been doing some stuff. And we were trying to say to these kids, like, you know, there's, there's oh, young adults, there's no harm in learning out loud. It's one of the ways that we all learn and we can all help each other. The, the worst thing is when you think that you can't ask a question for fear of um you know reprisal because you remember being in high school or primary school and people don't know i was never the kid that asked the question i never the person that did this and 
like I, I do feel that with the virtual power group and it's it's a really um unusual circumstance because i've been going to these user groups for a few years now there's just a completely di different atmosphere when i join a virtual power group call to when like i go to a live ug or i just show up on a, on a virtual one these days it's just it's almost just like a bunch of friends that are getting together and just going hey i don't know how this works or let's go through this bit and just ask all the questions and, and be open and no one's going to say i can't believe you don't know that already like you know how how long have you done this for um, I think you also made a good point about, you know, people like you and me, Claire, we're sort of functional consultants doing CE mainly. Um, and my CE is like, I kind of, I spend a project on sales and then I spend a project on customer service, then I go about sales, then customer service. And then it's like, oh, these salespeople need marketing. We're like, oh God, how's marketing work again? Like, yeah. Whereas, you know, but these sorts of classes can at least give you some like, you know, hey, you don't know how this thing that, you know, I can't believe you don't know it sort of thing like it's, you know, how does this thing work? And we can try to start and, and learn those things, especially if you haven't had that exposure to it, because I definitely feel that a lot. Well, it's so it's so common and, and especially in a world where things change so frequently. So you, you can have, so I, I did like a, I did a PSA project maybe this time last year that seems like uh, i think that's probably too long anyway but this time last year mm -hmm. and um they, they've come, they've come back and asked for uh, additional training and like see the, the the like the gear shift that is involved in actually going <gasps> right i knew that inside out back to front upside down last october this august i'm like what does it stand for and it like completely take myself all the way back to that to then run all the way through that to try and run at that pace again and that's without even considering what might be different in the implementation now compared yeah. to what it was and uh, trying to trying to meet people in this in this who are kind of trying to get started and they're like oh the the, the environment is so overwhelming there's so much to learn and it's like none of us know it all yeah. like none of us can know it all and the reason that we all lean on each other is because i'm going to go oh, well you touched it last so <laughs> <laughs> going to you tell me how it works now and the next yeah. time you hit marketing is the thing that I know today, you feel free to come and ask me a question. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. why that community spirit, I think, is so strong. The main thing that people know how to work is the thing they're currently working on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything else is just done. Oh, but I, 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 was, I used to build a Salesforce implementation, and I still have to occasionally support Salesforce. I'm like, uh, I can't even shift gears into that dirty word anymore. Are you even allowed to touch it? Is there not like a holy sort of like communion thing that you have to do if you like switch between Dynamics and Salesforce? Yeah, I, I have. Um, yeah, we have. I, we we have um, shifted the focus of who within the business looks after that side of the tool. Basically. I think that's the the key of being a development team lead. You can just go. Uh, I'll let one of the juniors deal with that <laughs> sort of thing. Delegate it downwards. The joint. So, the joy is we've just we've just agreed to start working on FNO, so I now need to learn brand new languages. So I need to make sure I don't forget all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah so that's there you the, go. Oh, that's, that's the new challenge. The, that's the new challenge. The dark, the, the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of what we're working on at the moment, um, so FNO is the new challenge for you, Matt. Is there anything else that you're working on right now? Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to do a bunch of side projects. Um. I there is an Xbox track in Scottish Summit in 2021, which I thought was cool. Um, so 
I've been trying to do a bunch of stuff around there to try and just come up with the talk with a different sort of idea to it. So integrate with the Xbox, integrating with games and using Power BI and all sort of power platform combining with games. So I've been sort of building up this set of things that I've promised to Mark that I will debut at Scottish Summit as a new talk for that. So the idea is it's going to do things like... uh, use Power BI to tell me if there's a specific map that I'm better on and uh, all, all stuff like that is what I'm trying to get it with. And then the other thing that I'm hoping to be able to do is as I'm playing the game in real time, if I press a button on a Canvas app, it will change the weapons I'm using and that sort of stuff and this real integration with the game in real time. So that's what I'm working on at the moment, sort of as a side note, but uh, it's... The fact is, it's August and I'm building it ready for February shows that this isn't going to be easy, but it's oh, a bit yeah. of fun. So, uh, so if I need help with my uh, with my Xbox track talk, <laughs> you might be a little <laughs> bit too busy at the moment, uh, is what I'm hearing. That's fine. Um, we could, we, we you, can make time. Yeah, you're the one that inspired me to uh, to start thinking about it. Just it, again, it's not something that's kind of my my forte, but I just kind of thought, oh, this is pretty cool. And you kind of you were talking about it one day, and I was just there like. I should have a look at that. I'm not as stupid as I used to be. I'm sure I can do something with it. Well, so. actually, funny enough, well, literally on the drive today, on this two-hour drive to Safari Park, I, I randomly thought of something else that I would like to build at some point with Flow and CDS. And, sorry, Power Automate and Dataflex, yeah, pro- yeah. just whatever, whatever call this stuff. anymore. Yeah. Um, about achievement tracking, and if you had a community of people that would do what we do on the Xbox, and you can see who doesn't have what achievements, Matt, I'm sure this will be music to your ears and you can say that this amount of people have this achievement where it's really rare and really start building up analysis of everybody in our community and who does what and where they play yeah so again other stuff is, i thought was cool that's exactly what i want to build like the stuff around achievements because i uh, i just love achievements i'm such a nerd <laughs> so um so yeah um claire what about you is there anything you're working on at the moment are you uh have you been looking at any of the sort of wave two stuff that's coming into preview at the moment uh, sort of. So uh, I'm on kind of two main things just now. One is like a good 87% power automate and like kind of in, in like a like a sugar coating of um, model driven application, but that's about it. Everything else contained within it is power automate and it's awesome. Um, and then the other thing I'm on is all dynamics marketing. So um, it's a kind of multi implementation of uh, dynamics marketing. So likely to be a, a bit of customer insights there as well, which is new to me. So marketing, um, I've, I've done a couple of times, but customer insights is, is kind of new. So that's that's been a lot. Um, but the the marketing waves two stuff is has been kind of at the at the fore for me um, of late, um, just because of the the nature of the timelines. So the, the piece of work's likely to go live around then. So kind of trying to build it on that basis. Awesome. I um I'm I like marketing. I I studied marketing. I did the marketing exam, uh, but I don't have a proper marketing environment. Uh, when when I actually did my exam, my marketing environment was slightly broken. So I'd like try and get into like the the journey editor, like mm-hmm. the customer journey, and it wouldn't load. I'm like, okay, so I can't find out how I do this. <laughs> I can't find out how I do that. Oh. I'll just have to read it instead. So although I like the marketing stuff, I kind of play around a lot with the uh, sales and the customer service stuff in the previews, um, and don't get a lot of access to the marketing uh, the marketing 
preview stuff because my environment just doesn't work and I need to I need to find out how to get a new one. Yeah, yeah, um, come on. Um, but yeah, so that's the sort of stuff I just I love all the preview features. Um, I really do. Um, they're, they're the new things that are coming and some of the ones that are coming in this one, like the rich text editor. I was playing mm-hmm. around with that. Uh, the oh, the new email um, file attachment previews and and selector things you can preview things and rotate things um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, my uh, my favourite word templates um, the convert to PDF but convert to PDF now on on custom entities uh, out the box as nice. well as the preview and the after the last update they allowed you to save things to either the notes or um, straight to SharePoint, but it depended oh. if you just turned it on. If you turned it on, it would go to SharePoint. You didn't have an option. They now have a button. You now they send to Love SharePoint and just download it. <laughs> so does that. <laughs> so I'm a massive nerd when it comes Can to you TV. sort records yet, though? Sort records. Yeah. In, uh, in like a repeating row control. Yeah. So then what's the point, Matt? What's the point? So I one thing I really need to do. And hey, this could be a good thing for me and you to answer. <gasps> I've, I've um, already done it. Do you want to see it? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. So you can trigger it and then it will go away and then it will filter and sort and then bring it back into the Word template and then add it back on in the record. Yeah. It's that's really what, good. That's what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. like, I've, I've seen, I've, like everyone was talking about the uh, the Word Connector trigger like a year ago at some, I mean, I think I asked, like someone asked John Levesque um, at one point, like you said, what's your favorite like flow connector? And he's like, oh, the Word one, the Word, we've just released Word, like, you know, Word templates and all that sort of stuff. And I'm here like, oh, I've got Word templates. And, <laughs> you know, and, and then I was like looking at all the stuff he's doing, I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I had I had to reach out to Daniel Laskovitz for help because I couldn't figure out how to do a bit of it, and then I broke it, and then I had to go on. Like, I had to like properly log a Microsoft ticket. It was it was all the kinds of drama, but it works and it's beautiful. So like, yeah, you can't beat a good break where you've got to raise support. Oh, properly like you properly like, broke it. Oh yeah, I'd, I had officially I'd broken it, and that it got to the point where it was like creating the document, and it was just it was just all wingdings and going. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, but it's, but the flow didn't fail. Like, <laughs> it's got a green, it's got a green tick. What's the problem? Like, <laughs> these poor guys will have been working on it for a week. I'm like, have you? Because I still can't read it. Like, yeah, it was, it was good. But yeah, it was, it was good. Apparently, I'd overcomplicated it. Funny yeah. that. So I am. Um... Speaking of sport tickets, the the one one the one I'm always really proud of, uh, and this is this is a, a very humble brag here, is that I basically have a hot fix for the email router that was um, solely well I say solely I'm probably someone else probably reported it but I was probably one of the first. Um, we uh, my company used to deal with a lot of um, uh, on-premise customers that had large mailboxes and the email router to send things out and to bring emails in and convert them into chasers to work on them, um, like a big call center sort of thing. And um, they noticed that emails just stopped one day, like, but only certain emails. And I'm here like, why are only certain emails? And I'm not, I'm like, this is me on a support desk. And I'm here like, I don't, I don't understand this. I'm not like a, a big tech or anything like that. 
But I eventually, I looked at the date of it and I looked at some of the email signatures that were like sent from iOS. And I'm here like, huh, iOS had an update recently. I'm not even an Apple driver and I know that. I'm like, I wonder if something in the email headers for the iOS has now broken the email router. And that was actually the case. That oh, nice. updated the, the headers that uh, for the protocol of what they're sending through mm -hmm. email and the email router would just not accept it at all. It just thought it was an invalid email, wouldn't process it. So um, after I think it was a week and a half or two weeks, because these are like big major customers, uh, they released to me a, a hotfix. And I'll forever call it the Matt hotfix, but it's just got a random yeah. JB number. But that's the one I'm proud of because I'm here like that's years good. later, I'm thinking, how did I even figure that out? Like, how much of a nerd am I that I know when all these things are updating and like, you know, figure all that stuff out? So, so that's my sort of thing. So, um, but yeah. Um, so Matt, you were talking about gaming in your spare time. Uh, what else do you like to do in your spare time other than gaming? I know you're a massive Destiny fan or Destiny 2 fan. Is it Destiny? Yeah. Destiny 2? Is it, yeah, is it the same yeah. game anymore? No, it's, there's, there is a second game. Um, yeah, I'm thousands of hours into that game at this point. Um, so I play that quite a lot. Uh, what else do I do? Yeah, try and game. Football, Liverpool. But we won't talk about football in this one, especially if people like Mark Christie listen to it, then he'll always <laughs> send me abusive messages. Yeah, you so don't I want to get heckled on a podcast. Yeah, Mark doesn't listen to podcast. No, it's true. That's true. We can do whatever we want about Yeah, yeah. Screw Mark. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Uh, yeah, that's it, really, to be honest. Um, I've got a little three-year-old, so we spend a lot of time going to, well, not recently, but soft plays and my life also is in those places. So, yeah, that's pretty much my life, to be honest. Awesome. Claire, what about you? What do you like doing in your spare time? Spare time, you say? <laughs> do you have any spare time? Do you know what no, that is? No, no, so I, I, I'm... Sleep. I'm on my own with uh, just a, a six and a half year old boy so you can imagine you can imagine what my spare time is uh, taken up by yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot there's a lot of playstation you don't hassle or anything we're, we're we're a ps4 household um so there's a lot of that um there's a lot of parks there's a lot of out cycling there's a lot of just running about and getting bogging in fresh air because we're both at work or school like eight till six monday to friday without fail um so when we're not in here like shoveling food in our faces so we can fall down on our beds like straight away um that's that's usually what we're up to um uh, there's a lot of that awesome awesome so um Matt, you run uh you're one of the committee members for the crmug in the uk um, how has it been kind of like coming on board that committee? Because I, I, I think you only joined it, was it last year? Uh, was that kind of a uh, something that you thought about in your future or was it something they approached you about? Um, oh, good question. So if, if, I, remember, I always remember years ago, so we went pretty much from the first week we installed Dynamics, we went to the user group back in the long old days of Adam Vero. Yeah. And, um, I used to enjoy it, and if they ever needed help, I'd help out and do whatever I needed to do, and that was it. Um, and I always said, if you ever need help, I'm about, if you need me, do whatever. Um, and then at some point, I can't remember, I got into a conversation with Andy at some point, and he went, oh, we're having a bit of a pressure up. Some people 
Mona stepped down. I know Sarah was leaving to Canada and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I went, yeah, I, I have the time. I can help you out. I can do whatever you need to do. I, and I, I'm familiar enough in these parts that I'm confident enough to, to lead, to, to stand up and go. Uh, I now have that belief that just because I don't know that that doesn't matter. I think that's yeah. the, once you have that belief, it changes everything. Um, and yeah, I, they asked me to help out, so I did it. So the first one we did, we've not, I've not actually done a physical real life one since I joined the board. Um, they've all been virtual, um, but they've been big virtuals. Um, yeah. a, a lot of them, the user groups are, are 20, 20, 30 people, which is fine. I, I'm, I'm absolutely not knocking that. Um, but the first one, I think we were up 150 plus. Yeah, that's um, huge. Which was quite a big one. So yeah, it was. Yeah, it's. I think it's sort of been the. I think it's one of the longest standing UK ones, um, the Red in London one. Yeah. Um, the, but once it goes virtual, it sort of opens up the, the spec a little bit more and whatever. So yeah, so yeah, it's it's all a learning curve. It's it's amazing to see the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes for these and how people like Andy Bibby and Scott Giroux can have a normal life as well as putting the sheer amount of work into these events they do. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying as much as I can to go. That's fine. I can, I can do that for you. And same, I think Tr- Trisha Sinclair joined at the same time as me, uh, Feridan, um, and then yeah, Emma, Scott, and Andy. Well, not Scott anymore. Scott is sadly leaving us as well. Um, he's not dying. He's just moving to Canada yes, as well. Yes, we should yes, point yes. that out. Yes, yes, correct. So I think that's key. Yeah. He's not yes. leaving. Because you did sound genuinely devastated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I am genuinely devastated. Although we, he did say today that he isn't leaving the he isn't leaving us on WhatsApp, so it's fine. He can we can still oh, that's fine. ask for his input. Just it'll be on, <laughs> on a minus five hours or eight hours, whatever the time difference is. Um. So yeah. So it, it was basically a case of talking out, offering to help, just doing what people want of me, and yeah, we we're there doing that. What it is, and it's it's nice to have a bit more. It's nice to give a bit more back after. Yeah being there for so long and learning so many things i genuinely wouldn't be where i am now if i hadn't been to those user groups oh, so it's absolutely. nice that i can hopefully help other people do the same thing i did yeah absolutely it's like i i remember going to my first user group and it was at the london uh reading one at what is it microsoft uh like campus there and seeing like adam and sarah and scott all present it was just kind of like wow the 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 stuff that I know, and I think I'm pretty good at this, is nothing compared to these people. They've forgotten more than I'll ever know. So, um, so yeah, those those events are amazing. Which leads us nicely onto Strive Summit, which I was trying to not talk about too much, um, not because I don't like Strive Summit, but because uh, Matt was unfortunately uh, very sick um, oh, and was me. able to attend Strive Summit, and it was right before oh. lockdown when we saw each other all for the last time. So. Do you know what? That's, that's the first and. Well, actually, so so I I was also supposed to talk at Birmingham the Wednesday before, sort of a warm up gig as such. Yeah, and it's, it's the first and hopefully only ever time I've had to go. And I can't do it, and it takes a lot for me to say I can't do one of these events. So I'm genuinely devastated I didn't make it this year. Yeah, it was good. Um, I sorry, sorry, it was it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't. No. Yeah, it was, it was Yeah, no, it was it was pretty amazing. Though. I mean, it caused the pandemic, so it can't have been that good. I mean, exactly. <laughs> That, that, shut down the country you know yeah. <laughs> it's quite the <an> night out <laughs> so it was actually funny as well like the 
the, when I got to the Scottish summit, I was kind of sat with like my colleagues and stuff and uh, just just like getting acclimatized right in the morning. And uh, Andrew Bibby pops out of nowhere and he's like, oh, hey, Martin, shake his hand and stuff. And um, uh, I, I because I go to I've been to loads of conventions and things like that. And I know about Flucon or Conflu. Um, so I always take like antibacterial with me and like your hand sanitizer. And this is like right before COVID. So I like instantly have to shake his hand, I like, get it out and start to use it. He's like, oh, can I have some of that? I was like, yeah, here you go. And then he like, he sniffs and I was like, are you not very well? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why did I just shake your hand? <laughs> you could have COVID. So, uh, but it's all good. Um, Claire. Do you have any, uh, and, and this is not to make Matt jealous or anything, but do you have any really good memories of Scottish Summit this year? Uh, this was my first Scottish Summit. So I this was your first Scottish Summit, so you didn't yeah. okay. No, I didn't make it to the one last year. I, I kind of let Ian down a little bit with that one. So. A wee bit, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I, was speak, I was speaking first Ooh. this year so I I kind of missed John's keynote and I was kind of devastated about it and then um my my session was so fun it was it was just it was just right you know it was it was like a proper like hour of fun because it didn't matter and I, I think that's kind of the, the tone that we've, we've all struck a few times it was just like I have this really cool story to tell I'm so desperate to tell you it and I actually kind of, it, it's sort of irrelevant whether or not you actually like take anything technical from it. It's its more about, it was it was predominantly around, and it, I think I referenced your um, your blog, Matt, about the that kind of Xbox API thing that you, you kind of did about maybe last year, maybe even the year before. Um, and it was all about saying like, try and, try and take this technology and use it in your real life. Like, so genuinely like try and try and build something for yourself with this be your own client and you will learn more about it and more about you and you'll be better at what you do for doing it so here's a big bunch of random examples here's my stupid story here's a whole bunch of random examples of, of things that have been done with this stop looking at this in that kind of CE implementation way where you're like, well, here's what comes out of the box. I will now put glitter and stickers on it. It is now out of the box. And you're like, right, okay, very good. Right, that, that's that's how we always live. But you have, you have to stop thinking like that. You have to actually go, well, what is it you want to do? Now I will get cardboard and I will cut it to fit. Like genuinely, you have to change that whole mindset. That's really hard to do unless you actually start from zero and build something. Because we are so used to starting from one and going, do I need to add a wee bit or take a wee bit away? And usually it was take loads away. <laughs> um, and so that whole mindset. So I kind of got to have this huge big hour of silliness and fun and then got to cut about all day having the yeah. time of my life with uh, with other people. And because Scottish Summit was so broad, you know, it was not that kind of power apps and customer, uh, uh, customer engagement focused sort of 365 Saturday thing that we'd, we'd yeah. had before I was just like I'm going to go to the office track I'm going to go to the like I basically hung out and like learning about teams and like those kind of other uses for virtual agent and speak you know seeing people like Louise Freeze and um, it was it was that stuff for me that totally opened my eyes to actually I don't need to live here anymore I can play in this whole zone um, it was it was an awesome awesome day um, and and I think 21 is going to be 
even bigger. Um, and the, the best bit of that is obviously with it being online, if you don't get all of them, you can, you can spend you know the, the, the following three months probably trying to actually fit all those sessions in after the fact. Because um, I don't think it would be physically possible to, to watch them any quicker than that with the, the number of sessions that are going to be on that day. Yeah, it's trying to be insane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love the event. It was the first... I mean, I've been to, to um, big events before, but it just felt differently. It just felt like it was just all of the rock stars and all of the um, the people that you've seen or, or that you know all coming together in one place. And as you say, it was so broad. You could go to anything. So, you know, you could go to a talk on imposter syndrome. You could go to a talk on Azure, Teams, SharePoint, you know, all those sorts of things. So it was loads of fun. Uh, you'd be proud of uh, Malin, Matt. Um, Malin uh, was streaming the Liverpool match um all throughout the evening um she went through several wardrobe changes which i thought was weird um yeah that's true but, uh, so we yeah. so, so the, tr- the truth behind that was that me marlin and kyle hill had mm-hmm. already agreed to be a team for the pub quiz because we were going to just watch the game at the same time <laughs> uh, okay. and get um, zero points and then obviously i wasn't there so i i, I let them down on their team but the, the original plan was we, we were going to do the, t- the we were going to go as full kit as well yeah. Socks, socks, and everything, just for a laugh. But I did. I think she was wearing the jersey um, during the quiz. Uh, but Good. it, 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 it was one of several wardrobe changes that I just remember thinking, "Wait, Malin is now in a jersey. She wasn't in a jersey five minutes ago, and then Malin's now in a dress." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, she it like just one of things. Down to the after party, she looked yeah. absolutely phenomenal. So it's just one of those things of just like double taking sometimes. So, um, but yeah, so that was loads of fun. We came, we were runner up in the quiz. Um, so I have a little tiny light up dinosaur on my uh, on my thing, and Chris uh, Chris took the um, what was it unicorn hoop unicorn game thing? Head yeah. piece yeah. thing. Yeah. So he was he was more happy with that than coming first. I think uh, I think he wanted that. So I, I remember the Scottish summit the year before. I think is that the first one? Yeah. And I remember going then thinking it had a different vibe to it that year. And that might even be when I first met you, Claire. I don't even know anymore. Um uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that vibe was special. My question for you, Claire, because yeah. I, I this has always bugged me. <laughs> In a nice way. Oh. It's, no, cool. it's, it's it's a positive. Was did you tweet during your presentation or did you have time tweets or did you have somebody tweeting for you? Because I'm sure... This, a... this year? Yeah. Was there a play-by-play of your talk during the talk? No, I had... Because I'm a giant nightmare, I had I had time-stamped it beforehand so I knew when my punchlines would drop. So I had them all queued to, to land the tweet at the same time as the joke. Because I was reading, I remember thinking, I, I was hearing key parts of your talk, despite the fact that I was still at home. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I, think, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. Uh, I, had, I had all the punchlines laid out beforehand. Like, I knew exactly when the jokes would land. That's proper. That's proper organised, that. No, I don't think I've ever been that organised in a talk before. It's weird, though. Like, it just throws you off. I was still drunk, though, Matt. Like, don't, like... Well, there you go. So that's what I'm going to try and do, is I'm going yeah. to try and time my stuff perfectly like that, because I... So, yeah, no, I, I tried that. Uh, the only problem with me is I uh, was an idiot, and I tried to tag the flip people in my thing and didn't test it beforehand. So I tested, like, pressing the button and tweeting, but not pressing the button and actually tagging uh, shortcut labs in my thing. So uh, that's the thing to sort out next time. Um, so with that... Um, 
let's do some roundups. So, Matt, do you have anything coming up? Are you speaking anywhere? Do you have any UGs coming up? Any call for speakers for the, the UK UG or anything? Wow. On the spot, this is this is this is where I get removed. I mean, from take the a break. I'm going to try and shut Ben's door while you like use that time to think it through or Google it, mate, because I need to figure out. So I believe there is a call for speakers opening in, in a few weeks. Um, Twitter is your best bet. Um, I, so I think there is a November talk, the November event happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the date is officially public at that point, but I'm pretty sure I can say at least November. Um, Golf speakers will be coming in the next days, weeks. Um, so, yeah, that'll be there. Um, Scottish Summit, I am talking to. Um, there was the. There was a. Oh, God. There's two. What's the other one? Exit the XRM virtual ISV Thanks event. Was on. Oh, that's yeah, there, there was an ISV event on that. So, that, that was talked about this week. So, we were talking on that. Um, am I talking anything else? No, I think I'm relatively quiet. Um, I think I've one of the downsides of of of, of it, other than the fact that it was a pandemic. One of the downsides is that because you do your events and they're recorded, it's, you always you often I sound daft, and I, I I do like sometimes liking what we do to to, to stand up comedy because you stand up in front of a room with a routine. It's yeah. funny, funny or not, is debatable depending on who's giving the talk. And um, the problem you've got is they're recorded now. Which yeah. is fine, and it's great for yeah. people to see it. But your reusability, some of the stuff you've got, is is more limited than it ever used to be. Um, so I'm using the chance now that I've basically shelved everything I've ever spoken about, and I'm going to start again. Yeah. With some interesting stories. So there's the there's the Xbox one I'm working on. There's another one that is going to take I reckon about a year to do. Okay. So so I'm going to plan ahead for that and sort of building it piece by piece. Um, nice. Nice. So I'm not, not even going to say what it is yet because it might not work. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but in but in one year's time, everyone. Yeah, he yeah. Has to show Watch us something. Space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark the dates. It's the 20th of August, yeah, yeah. 2020. So me and Claire, I'll put that in our calendar. I'm gonna now. schedule a tweet we'll right now for <laughs> nice. 20th of nice. August, 21. Nice. Oh, Matt. Where's that thing? Where's that thing? He said you'd yeah, like so. so yeah. So I like. I think I like those stories. I like the big stories. That I know it sounds daft, but you can reuse. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to reset. As well. Absolutely, absolutely. Claire, what about you? Uh, where can people find you? Are you like obviously you're organising the the virtual power group, but are you doing anything else at the moment? I think that's mostly it, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, I, I have gotten very very close to submitting for Scottish Summit and haven't quite made it yet. Um, the, the the sort of announcement I think today was kind of one of the most public elements um the the virtual power groups supporting the the new speakers track for yeah. Scottish summit so that's awesome by the way the chances the chances are I'm probably going to be helping you know, like eight other people through yeah. to Scottish summit rather than actually prepping for me this time um and I may end up having to just kind of drop it. So that's that's going to be a, a kind of an ongoing um, mentorship and, and support program within the virtual power group. So that that whole safe space that we were talking about earlier on, uh, we're we're going to make it even safer again, um, and and bring that to kind of invite only groups and let um, give give those people a forum to present shorter, less technical or um, 
kind of increasing that gradually over the, the next couple of months so that they can yeah. get really detailed, concentrated feedback from some pretty awesome um, industry and, and community leaders. Yeah. So that they're ready to, to absolutely smash it out of the park in February and not, you know, have to worry about it. That's an awesome thing. I love, uh, this, yeah. I love this push for new speakers. I think it's amazing. Uh, it's yeah. it's so key. It's it's so so key. Um, I, I think I I I genuinely think that that's what the first Scottish summit did. That I had never seen before. You know, it was it was people that I had never heard of. You know, to a certain degree. Um, as well as people that I was like, wow, you're an actual human being. You're not just a face blog. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was weird. Um, and so that that kind of showing you that just anyone can be up there was such a huge thing and then to see some of those people come back a year later yeah. and have stepped up their game so much was just phenomenal and it was like if you hadn't been let up there the first time would you be there now it was it was really really key for me and so that that next kind of year of of stint now is is going well let's really push it let's let's properly open the door um, and the the beauty of that kind of virtual power group program that, that we're looking to put in is that not only are we going to let more people in, but we give you an opportunity to get back out if you don't really want to go all the way. Like, you know, so you can kind of, you can start the program a little bit and then go, do you know what, actually that 10 minutes is enough. And yeah. you, don't have, you don't have to go all the way to the one hour on, or, you know, the, the 30 minutes on the day you can kind of back out a little bit early which means that there's less risk so we're going to get more people to actually just have a go at it yeah. and there's a chance then that people who just would never have dared will get up and they'll they will teach us something that we didn't know that we needed because that's what happens when you hear people's voices that is exactly it i wouldn't yeah. have said it better myself so uh yeah that's an absolutely a must for for people to sign up and at least just give this a shot and and uh get support from claire you could be one of the lucky eight oh, uh, yeah <laughs> we're uh, looking at like judges houses theme though so it may be that depend on numbers maybe yeah. the more people get the support i don't know okay. it depends depends on the numbers yeah. uh, if the numbers are low then yeah. obviously like everybody in but yeah. we might be able to we might be able to kind of bring those numbers in a little bit. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to both of you guys tonight. Uh, you're two of my favourite people in the community. So thank you both for joining me. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Bye.